Welcome to the Destiny Church and Throne Podcast, where we hope to inspire, stir, and provoke you to know Jesus and make him known in your daily life. Enjoy. Perfect. Um, so uh, Pastor Dave is going to be teaching this morning, and I'm really excited for him to bring the word. Uh, a few quick announcements. Number one, for those that are new here, we love you all so much. Um, Y'all are amazing. Hope to see you again. Hope to connect. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I just want to say you, you all are amazing. Those that are here for the first time and those that have been here uh, for on and on and on and on. Thank you so much for your continued hunger and what you bring to the table on a daily basis. Karen released a song at this um, regional meeting Friday night, and it was awesome. There was churches from all over the Golden Triangle at this event. It was beautiful. And Karen released this song, and it wrecked me. But she said, um, well, how did it go? There's only one table. There's room at the table. She was releasing the song about the table of the Lord. And what I saw when she was singing it, that's how it went, right, love? You said, uh, yeah, it was like, um, there's only one table. There's a seat at the table. And what I saw when she began to sing that was I saw this table shoot out from my belly. And as I saw this table shoot out from my belly, it extended like as far as the eye could see. And there was one table, but man, there were many chairs, many chairs. And I saw it so prophetically is that the Lord is calling us to continue to dine with him. He prepares this table in the midst of our enemies. He's just wanting us to come and sit. And so there's room at the table. There's room at the table. So I want you to remember that as you're in, when you're in your household, when you're with your family, when you're with your children, that there's room at the table and that God is calling you to be in this place of, of communion, unity, and intimacy with him. Amen? A few quick announcements. Uh, worship school has been phenomenal. Uh, we usually have our Facebook live sessions, but being that today uh, is, a, is a resurrection Sunday, you know, people are going to be doing family things. We won't be having our live teaching tonight. Usually our live teachings are on Sunday on our Facebook live. And uh, hey, buddy, you're moving really fast. <laughs> uh, and so we will not be having that tonight, but typically through the month of April, Sundays at 6.20 p.m., we're going to be going Facebook Live and have different teachings and things like that on worship. And then Mondays, we are meeting in person here at 6.20 p.m., Activation Worship. Uh, Pastor David is just teaching fresh curriculum on what worship is going beyond just music. Amen. And it has been huge teaching on priesthood, the seven Hebrew words of praise, uh, you know, how praise is a weapon and things like that. Really beautiful teachings. And, uh, and so I'm excited for that. And then I think in July, is it June or July? I can't remember, but we're going to be having our school of prophecy. And then in November, or is it October? October, we'll be having our School of Deliverance. So this year is going to be a, an amazing time. School of, of Worship, School of Prophecy, School of Deliverance. It's going to be absolutely amazing. But a few things uh, tomorrow, Monday, prayer at 11 a.m. This Thursday, we'll be having a unity service with Trinity Church from Beaumont. They're going to be helping to lead worship. We're going to partner with them. I believe Pastor Andrew is going to minister to us, and we're just going to have a unity service. If you guys know our heart, our heart is to partner with the body of Christ, right? It's not always this one-man show. We believe that. We know that we are a body, and so we want to actively go after it. So this Thursday, Trinity uh, Beaumont will be coming to fellowship with us and worship with us, and it's going to be grand time. Men's meeting is on Friday. Women's meeting is on Saturday. Okay. We want to connect with you guys as always. And then May 7th, where's Jacob and Sandy? Nope. It's Justin. They're not here. They're not here this morning. May 7th, we're having a a family crawfish boil. And so that's going to be really, really exciting. Um, See Pastor Karen, Justin, or Annie for details on that. But uh, if you guys know our heart, again, 
It is family. It is connecting. It is sitting together. It is getting to know one another. It, uh, it's, you know, I, always, I often say some of my um, greatest moments sitting with Jesus is knowing that he had amazing moments sitting with his disciples around a fire cooking fish. And so um, I love family, I love connection, and I love doing it with each and every one of you. So love y'all so much. I think that's everything. If not, there's a list back there. Go on our Facebook. Hallelujah, holla back. Pastor Dave, why don't you come up here, man? There's only one table. <laughs> oh, God is so, so, so good. Um, can I share a quick testimony? <laughs> so... Uh, um, uh, we were at, we went to Denny's Friday. This is so cool. I love, I just love how personal God is. So we were at Denny's and uh, as I walked in, um, there was an individual there. We just kind of made small talk and immediately I saw a need for prayer. And so I asked him, I said, Hey man, um, I just feel like the Lord is saying that you're having problem with gripping and like just hand movement, but, but really strengthen your hand and, and grip. And he looks at me and he's like, man, I tore my rotator cuff and I cannot, you know, I cannot squeeze. I cannot move my hand. He said, I've been trying to avoid going to the surgery because I've been believing God to heal me. And so uh, I was like, oh, Shonda. I was like, all right, man. I was like, well, that's God. And it was so cool because uh, we were thinking how specific that was, right? This grip. And so the Lord moved on his heart. He left there excited, uh, moving his hand. And I told Karen, I told my wife, I was like, did you hear that? And so he's moving his hand. He's like, praise the Lord. And we're like, praise the Lord. And uh, it was a really awesome moment. But I say that to say, like this morning, when God highlighted joy, or, or if there was pain in your body, or whatever it may be, um, you know, I really feel God does these things because I, I truly feel like more than anything, he wants you to know how personal he is and that he knows what you're going through in those moments. And sometimes when those, those you know, like, hey, who's been struggling with joy this week, things like that. You no, know, not everybody raised their hand. So these are very specific detailed to who, you know, what you're going through because he knows, right? And he wants to be close. And so I wanted to share that testimony to remind you how personal he is. So as you sit with him in the quiet of the day with you and him on a daily basis, as you sit with him, remember that. He knows your heart, and he wants, he wants you to know more of his. Amen? Pastor David, go crazy, man. <laughs> that was an awesome testimony. <laughs> that was really awesome. Man, that was so good. Good old Denny's. That's a, another great mission field there. <laughs> and <laughs> anyway, um, oh, man, Jesus, you're so good. <laughs> One of the things I love speaking about, I just love sharing a story. I tell people all the time whenever, you know, just I tell people all the time when I teach, it's like, man, just read the Bible because there's so much stuff in there. Whenever you get revelation from the Lord, when you get the revelation, you know, from the Lord, basically, uh, <clears throat> it keeps, you know. But anyway, uh, when you get revelation from the Lord, what happens is you read a story, and what happens is basically, literally, like, there's one story you can get so much out of it. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes, you know, we can get something, you know, here, then the next time we get, like, you know, something totally, totally different, something different. That's some things the Lord's always been showing me a lot. And my favorite story to always teach out of one of them is Mary, the one who literally gave this great act of worship to Jesus. She gave a great act of worship, and today's a great day, yes, to remember the sacrifice Jesus gave for us. It's always about remembering the sacrifice. But today I really felt, and the Lord was telling me, it's like, how about we always give Jesus the sacrifice? The sacrifice we give him. And to, and, and to be honest, this woman gave a sacrifice that is remembered. Jesus even says it. It's remembered. Wherever the, literally, I'm about to read it real quick. Let me read this. It's in 
Uh, Matthew 26, verses 6. It's going to be verse 6 through 13, but, you know, read some paraphrase. But anyway, it says, Meanwhile, Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon and a man who previously had leprosy. It says, While he was eating, a woman came with an expensive uh, perfume, alabaster jar with expensive perfume, poured it over his head. And talks about the disciples to say, like, you know, what a waste. They said it could have been used sold for the poor at a high price. You know, all these different things. That's what they're saying here. And Jesus said, Why criticize this woman for doing such a good thing to me? <laughs> says you always have you always have the poor among you 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 all you not always have me she has poured the perfume on on me to prepare my body for burial so this story has a lot to do we talk about a lot to do with the sacrifice of jesus it has a lot to do with literally preparing something for jesus and, you know in that in that culture the jewish culture lots of times it's very important to anoint and not just to anoint but to literally smear perfume on the body that's dead in that culture it was very important the reason why though they said literally like this is their you know like i said this is a culture thing that i'm saying but once again it's our worship you know what i mean our worship has a fragrance and that's what they're talking about even when they're dead in this culture even when they're dead literally they would smear the perfume on them so literally basically anybody can go meet them so it would not basically draw people away from them with the smell that's one of the main reasons why they did it. Not just that it was also out of an act, because honestly, this is really, really prophetic. This is awesome. Most of the time, it was the loved ones. And if you were married, your wife was the one that smeared the perfume on you. And that's prophetic in itself, because we're the bride of Jesus, and we smothered Jesus with our perfume in worship. We smothered Jesus with our perfume in worship when we give him that sacrifice of our worship. So this is so cool because, like I said, this story just catches, like I said, there's a song in you. You may not understand some people. You may not get it. Maybe you never really said, man, like, what is worship? You know what I mean? What is all this? You know, what is the perfume? What is all these things? Worship is literally giving your heart to Jesus. Everything you have to Jesus is about giving your heart to him, literally. That's what Jesus says. He's looking for worshipers. He's looking for people who just have their attention on him. He wants your heart. If you want to talk about what is worship, the simplest way, yes, there's more, but the simplest way is giving your heart to Jesus. And everything you do, if you're singing, if you're dancing, if you're bowing down, whatever, raising hands, clapping, whatever it is, it's about giving your heart to Jesus and giving him everything in it. But like I said, there's a sacrifice in it that we give him. I love it because, like I said, she was preparing his body for burial. She was preparing it. It was a prophetic act, like I said. Once again, she was. it's a prophetic sign to show our worship again. We're the bride of Jesus. It's our worship. We want to smear. We want to smother our loved one, our bridegroom, in our worship. We want to smother him with our perfume. It's amazing because, like I said, we don't want to, we don't want to draw away people. We want to attract them to Jesus. Our worship will attract people to Jesus. The fragrance we release will attract people to Jesus. But how? It's when it becomes a sacrifice. It's when only, I'm telling you, only when worship is a sacrifice is only when the fragrance is released. Only when it's a sacrifice, I'm telling you, when it's a sacrifice from your heart, when it's a sacrifice truly giving him everything you have, a fragrance, a fragrance that pleases him will be released. A fragrance that truly, that's just once again pleasing to him, will just be released to him and smother his body in it. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. And I love this part. It says, I tell you the truth, wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deeds will be remembered and discussed. I love it because, like I said, 
Yes, it's a day to remember the sacrifice Jesus did, and I love it. But I was saying, like, what if sometimes we come together and say, I want to give him a sacrifice? I love remembering that. To be honest, that's why we give him a sacrifice, because we remember what he did for us. We remember, you know, the sacrifice he gave us. But at the same time, it's like, what if we have that heart to say, I want to remember, yes, what he did, but now I want to give him a sacrifice. Now I want to give him something. I want to give him a truth. Just like literally, if you want, you can just close your eyes and think about it. Just think about what he did for you. Think about the cross. Think about he got beaten. No, he didn't have to do any of that. But that's the point. That's what makes it the sacrifice. You see what I'm saying? That's why it's called a sacrifice. Same thing. We don't have to do any of this dancing. We really don't. (laughs) We honestly don't have to do any of that. But that's the point. It makes it a sacrifice. It makes it the point when it becomes a sacrifice in our hearts. And that's what I'm trying to say. That's the point about it. It doesn't, so we think about that. Close your eyes. Like I said, just think about he was beaten. The Bible says his beard was plucked. You know, the Bible says his ribs were exposed. Like literally the Bible says they could, his face was unrecognizable. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says if you were with this man in the time, but whenever you went to the cross, you would not even recognize who he was. That's what the Bible says. Just think of that sacrifice, and then I don't know, you know, it's time for us now to say, I want to give him a sacrifice like that. I want to give him a sacrifice when myself isn't even recognized anymore. <laughs> when I don't even recognize myself anymore. I want to give him a sacrifice when me is not even in it anymore. It's about Jesus. It's not about how do I look, how me, how do I look, what, what am I going to get? No, it's about you, Jesus. It's about what are you going to get today? And that's what happened, not just that, this woman today, still today, thousands of years later, we're talking about her. Why? Because it was an act of worship. Thousands of years what are we doing? We're still talking about the sacrifice that Jesus gave today. Why? Because it was an act of worship. It was an act of sacrifice. The same thing today, your worship, literally, we're called to make history with our worship. We are called to make history. We are called for people down the road to say, dude, do you remember this person and how they literally gave this sacrifice of worship to Jesus? Like, do you want that? Do you want to be remembered as somebody seriously like this that says, I want to be not remembered as somebody that did just great works for Jesus. I want to be remembered by someone who, lo- who showed Jesus great love, who showed Jesus such great love when people still thousands of years later was still said, you remember this person that shouted Jesus was just such great praise and worship. Come on. This is what's really crazy though. A lot of Bible scholars will say this. A lot of them say this, this is totally, like I say, if you ever want to know more about this, I'll give it the best as I can. But you know, there's two Marys. They talk about Mary, the sister of Martha, who anointed the feet of Jesus, and this Mary, Mary, if I would say it last year, Madeline, who anointed the head of Jesus, which is here. She anointed the head of Jesus. A lot of Bible scholars say this is Mary Madeline who anointed the head of Jesus. And then you have Mary and Martha. She anointed the feet of Jesus. Like I said, there's two different acts of worship in different ways. Teachings, hey, come to worship school, you might, you know, you might see it. But I'm just saying there's two different things here. But I'm saying I'm, I'm focused right now on her, the Mary Madeline anointing the head of Jesus and getting his body ready at the sign of burial and the sacrifice. The reason why I say that because a lot of this is so cool. A lot of Bible scholars will say this, that the first person who discovered the tomb was empty was Mary Madeline. The person who literally just did this to Jesus, who prepared his, who prepared his body for burial with her worship. She was the one, the first to discover that the tomb was empty. 
She was the one, as usual, they're, they're that thing again, like, no matter what, where's Jesus? <laughs> it always has that on her mind, a heart of worship, a heart of Mary is like, I want to go. Where's Jesus? I don't care. I'm going to be the first one there. And to be honest, actually, they said she was once again going there. This is so cool. I'm at the cry. She was going there, honestly, they say, to give the perfume. She was going there, honestly, to literally smother him with perfume, his physical body. And I'm telling you, man, there's so many of these, think about that. There's so many people today in church. Yes, you come to church to, yes, remember the great sacrifice, like I said, because without him, none of this is possible. But also, he even says it, like I always say, John, and, you know, the Last Supper, do this in remembrance of me. But I'm telling you, there comes a time when we need to give him a sacrifice of worship. There comes a time, and to be honest, how great your, your expression of praise is truly shows how great the sacrifice means to you that he gave. Like, for real, sometimes, and I always say this, too, like, you know, it shows, just, it just shows how great that sacrifice was. It shows how much that means. Like, these, these people are like, man, you know, you could have used it for the poor. You could have done this. And, to, and later on, that's identified as Judas, you know. He valued money. He valued money more than he valued Jesus and what it showed in his worship. And this woman, a Mary, valued Jesus, and it showed how in her worship. I'm telling you, the way you're going to, the way you, you know, whatever, the way you can tell who values the presence of God, just look at their worship. Look at their worship. Like I said, Judas valued the uh, money. He loved money more. He's like, let's sit, let's, instead of preparing his body for the, you know, the burial, instead of doing this, you know, let's, let's give, let's, you know, to be honest, his heart, it says it in John, he wanted, you know, he wanted the money for himself. We all know it. Judas was, you know, <laughs> he was twisted. You know, he was very just evil and very selfish. But, uh, but that's the thing, though. It shows the way that you worship, how you value the presence. Your heart is like, I want to give something to Jesus. I love this. The Lord was showing me this. Like Judas gave a kiss to Jesus to gain something for himself. But this woman here, you know, these people here, this, you know, Mary, the, the feet of Jesus, Mary here, all of them. They gave, they kissed Jesus to, to literally give him something. You can, you can worship two ways. You can give a kiss to Jesus for two reasons. To gain, something from, to gain something for yourself or to give him something. You can literally kiss Jesus two ways. You can gain something or you can give something. It's your choice. Judas literally, think about that. He kissed Jesus on the cheek before he betrayed him. And why did he betray him? Just to gain some money. Just so he can gain a little bit of silver that will last him just for a season. But why again? Because he valued money. And then here's Mary who kisses the feet of Jesus. Who, you know, once again, this Mary here. And she did it to give him something. She kissed him to give Jesus something. And now she's remembered for eternity forward a great act and not even that even sometimes myself when I'm alone I pray and say God I want a heart like that think about that there's two ways you can kiss Jesus to gain something from him or to give him something come on <laughs> I want to give him something in my worship I'm tired of always saying Jesus I want something from you I want but today I'm telling you make it that make a choice today say Jesus I want to start giving you something I want to start giving you something in my worship. And like I said, you might be like, what is that? <laughs> I'm telling you right now, if you ask the Lord, show me something I can give you a sacrifice, I promise you he'll show you. 
He's done it to me so many times, and I'm like, Lord, here say either give that up. Like I said, it's an act of worship. It isn't just about, isn't just about, like I said, singing and dancing. It's also about, man, is there something in my heart that I'm holding on to that I need to give you right now? Is there something in my heart, maybe a family member I need to give to you? Maybe somebody that hurt me, do I need to give that to you? Maybe something, you know, financial issues, do I need to give that to you? Whatever it is, pain in my body, am I more focused on the pain in my body or do I just need to give this to you? Do I need to give this to you? And that's what I'm saying, this act of worship can happen. And do you want to just give Jesus a kiss and say, I want to give this to you? I'm tired of hanging on to it. I'm tired of, you know, but it's time, like I said, to truly give him a sacrifice. It's a daily thing. Why? Because like I said, he's worthy. He's so worthy of our worship. Seriously, just catch this. When you go home, just think about it. When you're going to bed, when it's just maybe you just thinking about something when you're going to bed, just think about that. Just say, Jesus, give me this heart where I can truly see how valuable you are. And like I said, the loved ones smother Jesus. I want to be a loved one and smother Jesus with my perfume. Who else wants to be like that? Come on, pray that right now. When you go home, say, Jesus, I want to be your bride, and I want to smother you with my perfume. I want to smear my, my perfume, my worship, all over your body. I want to do that. Come on. I want to give you something. I want to kiss you and give you something that I have in my heart. Come on, man. This is all about falling in love with Jesus. All about falling in love with Jesus. Man, that's just so beautiful. Look at these people just telling her, what a waste. <laughs> it could have been sold for the poor, high price, all these different things, man. What a waste. A lot of people might say that to you, why they don't value the presence of Jesus. They might tell you sometimes, what a waste. <laughs> they might tell you sometimes, what are you even doing? <laughs> they might even tell you, like, man, why are you even doing that? Some people don't understand sacrificial worship. That's lots of times those Judases in your life. <laughs> It's those people in your life that don't truly value the presence of God. They truly don't value how great Jesus was. It's those people that will ask you and tell you, like, man, what are you doing? <laughs> like, why are you even doing this? There's no point of doing this. Like, like, why? But I'm telling you, it's when you start seeing the value of Jesus and what he's done for you. Because think about it. She said he, she's preparing my what? She's preparing my body what for burial. So what does that mean? They're getting buried. They're already dead. So she already saw the value. She already saw the sacrifice Jesus made. She already saw that sacrifice that Jesus made. And how that's the point. When you see the sacrifice he made, that's why I said your worship, the way you worship will show how great that sacrifice means to you. And this woman gave everything she had. She gave everything. It wasn't just a little bit. And once again, a study shows that perfume was worth like $50,000 because it was a year's wages. That's why they're saying all this money could have been sold at a high price. It was $50,000 worth of this perfume. It was actually everything she had. This wasn't just something she had to say, hey, I wear this on a daily basis. No, it was literally her income. This was her income. And she gave it to him. And Jesus never said, hey, if you give me this, guess what? I'm going to give you a thousand, you know, I'm going to give you seven times full back. Jesus never told her that. Jesus never said, hey, Mary, if you give me all of this thing that your income means, every single bit of your perfume, guess what? I'm going to give you seven times back. He never told her that. She just said, he's worthy. She just said, Jesus, you're so good to me. And she just gave him. She didn't even care if he got anything returned. That's the kind of heart we need.
He's looking for those kind of worshipers that don't expect nothing in return. If the only thing I expect in return is him. I would just say that. If I expect anything in return, it's Jesus. He's looking for those kind of people that are saying, man, I don't expect anything in return but you. All I want is you. Like I said, I hope this can stir your heart into just being a greater lover for Jesus and to understand there's a great sacrifice was made today, but there's also a greater sacrifice you have to give him. I love it. There's a great sacrifice you have also that can move his heart. There's a great sacrifice you have that can bring joy to his heart just as much as he brings joy to you. There's a great sacrifice you have that can bring him so much pleasure. Like I said, he's looking for it. <laughs> he's looking for it. Think about that. The, the creator of all the earth, he's looking for one thing. He's looking for your worship. He's looking for that thing. Like I said, when you go home, I just really pray that this seed just, just plants in your heart and you just sometimes think about it. You just sometimes think like, man, like I need to give something to Jesus right now. <laughs> Don't expect nothing in return. Don't worry, I'm not saying he doesn't want to bless you. But sometimes I'm like, what if he doesn't? Who cares? <laughs> like, what if he doesn't give you all this stuff back that you gave him? It's okay. He's worthy. He'll give him yourself. Before he gives you anything else, before he calls you into any ministry, he's going to call you to himself. He's going to give you himself first. And that's all I want. <laughs> that's all I need. Let's be your Mary today. Let's have a heart of Mary today. Come on. Let's so when we worship... If anyone wants to get on the keys, if you want to get on the keys, Nicole, just kind of lay by. Seriously, when we start worshiping at home, let's give Jesus a sacrifice. Come on. If you want to stand up, let's just kind of like, just kind of worship Jesus, like, like for real. <laughs> let's just kind of focus on Jesus. If there's anything in your heart, I'm telling you, <laughs> you have a sacrifice right now to give. Like this woman, <laughs> she, she heard Jesus was at this house. It says it. She heard Jesus was at the house, this Simon's house, the one that was healed of leprosy. She heard about him. But what happened was she heard Jesus was there. So that told me, that tells you something, that she went home to get her perfume. She went home to say, Jesus, <laughs> he's there. I don't have the perfume with me, but let, let me go back and get the sacrifice for him. She could have just went there and said, hey, Jesus is there, man, I need hands laid on me. To be honest, people call this woman a prostitute, sinful woman. She could have been like, Jesus, lay hands on me, man. I, I need prayer, man. Just, just lay all these hands on me. I really need prayer right now. I really need you to do a miracle in my life right now, man. But instead, she got the perfume from home, and she brought this sacrifice, this prepared sacrifice she got. She prepared it and brought it and literally she said, Jesus, I'm going to pour it on your head because you value. I'm going to give you everything in this jar, even though people can say, what a waste. Come on. <laughs>